Hello everyone. Uh, welcome back to Lie and to Call It Love. This is Dwayna Ennis. Uh, I think this will be a pretty short episode. Um, I was thinking about uh, relationships, of course, <laughs> but um, I was thinking about my younger self. I think I mention it quite often, like who I was when I was younger or like the different like things that happened in a relationship when I was younger. And I was thinking about if I could talk to my younger self, like, what would I say to that version of me? Like, what advice would I give my younger self? And um, that's what I wanted to talk to y'all about today. Um, I wish I had some, like, guidance, I think, just growing up. Like, I wish I had somebody who had been through, like, the whole dating scene and relationship scene who could, like, pass down that advice to me. Um, so I think that's what I want to do to whoever's listening or for whoever's listening. I want to be able to just impart little droplets of wisdom. Um, and you guys can take from it what you need or just, you know, hear me out. Even if you don't take anything away. Either way, I appreciate you tuning in and listening. So I guess for me, um, the advice excuse me, the advice that I would give to my younger self is just to never settle. And I feel like that's that's a pretty common advice that I, I think most people would tell their younger selves. And I feel like it almost kind of loses its meaning because people say it, all these I've heard people say it so often, like they would go back and tell their younger selves not to settle. But it's so... It's a real thing for those who are still living their younger selves, who are still new to the dating scene. Um, don't settle. And for those who have been in it for a while, who are still out there, don't settle. Just don't settle. Um, I feel like sometimes it's easy <coughs> to, <coughs> excuse me, I'm trying to get over this random sickness. It just hit me thanks to back to school germs. But anyway, um, I think it's just easy to sometimes forget what it is that we want from a relationship. And maybe forget is not even the correct word, but just kind of put it on the back burner. Uh, you know, you meet somebody, you like that person, and you kind of want it to work. So you, uh, I don't know, it's like you you almost adjust who you are and adjust adjust your belief system sometimes to accommodate the beliefs of that person because for whatever reason you want it to work so badly um but in the end it's it's never going to work because once you start compromising who you are you you kind of just you disappear <laughs> you disappear and the person that's in a relationship is is no longer you and then eventually that relationship won't work out because you can only live a life for about so long, you know. And I feel like I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this to you guys before too, you know. But um, don't settle, don't compromise. Um, I think it's a good idea to set boundaries, and not just in like your current situation. And I don't mean like to wait until you're in. A relationship or a situationship or whatever the case is to set boundaries. I think it's very important to 
have a conversation with yourself and even write it down and write down what it is that you are unwilling to compromise on. Like what are some things that mean the most to you um, as far as retaining your identity, even when you're in a relationship? So like, so like for me, um, I guess I could share like a couple of things that I feel like are important and they don't have to be really, um, I don't know, big things, you know, it's just something or some things that you think are important. Okay. So like for me, one of the things that I refuse to compromise on is dating somebody who smokes, um, back in my day. It wasn't an issue. Um, and uh, now, <laughs> like, I don't, in, like, in general, like, I can be friends with someone who smokes. Like, you know, well, I don't care what it is that you're smoking, whether it be cigarettes or whatever. Like, we could be friends. But as far as being in a relationship with somebody, I cannot be in a relationship with somebody who smokes. That's just not a thing for me. I can't imagine, like, like, so I guess the way I like I'm planning it out in my head, it's like a relationship is not just something that I'm trying to do right now. Like when I say, okay, I want a relationship with you, it's because I see a future with you, you know? And so I don't want to, I cannot, I just cannot picture a future um, coming home to a partner that smells like smoke. Like I just, I don't want that. I don't want that for myself. And I don't want that for my kids. I think it sends the wrong message to my children. I feel like at some point, if they, you know, if they choose to smoke, there's not really much I can do about it. All I can do is give them the information now. Um, but I don't, I don't want that for my kids. And so I can't tell them not to do this thing and not to be this person and then have those types of people around my children, you know? Like, I can't say, hey, you shouldn't smoke. And then I'm, like, surrounding my kids with people who smoke. If my friends smoke, my kids will never know. <laughs> my, my kids will never know. Like, they just, they maybe when they become an adult, they'll figure some things out. But it's just some things I don't want my kids exposed to. And so when I'm picking a partner, somebody who's going to be around my children for forever, hopefully, <laughs> you know, I don't want them to influence my kids in that way. So smoking is just not it. Like, I cannot compromise on that. Uh, let me see. What else is it that I can't compromise on? Somebody who doesn't read, obviously. <laughs> I know y'all probably so tired of me always talking about somebody who reads. But, like, it's amazing to me how many people don't read. And I've never been, like, big on reading. I'm about to go into a whole nother topic right now, probably nice little tangent per usual but like it's amazing to me how many people don't read and I get it like I get it to an extent I really do because when I was younger I used to love writing like I like to read but not like I love it I don't know how to explain it like I remember being little and I was given these books and I would read them and like the adults would be so surprised that I knew how to read it but no one like actually was like, 
let me bring her books like no one was no one gave me books we didn't have like books in our home like to read like I don't know like it wasn't a thing it wasn't like instilled like like hey yeah you should read like I don't know it was just never a thing um so when I was growing up I was never like introduced really to this whole idea of reading but I loved to write and I remember I used to <laughs> write songs. <laughs> I was like eight, nine <laughs> when I started writing songs. Um, and I used to want to be a songwriter, like a popular songwriter. Like that was my golden life. I was like, I'm going to write these songs for these famous people. And I'm going to be famous, make a lot of money from writing songs. Anyway. Um, and then I think uh, somewhere in middle school that turned into poetry um, before I really knew what poetry is, was, whatever. Um, yeah, so, but again, I was, even at that point, no one, like, encouraged me to read. No one was like, like, I didn't, I didn't know. It sounds silly, almost, but I didn't know, like, that you could have, like, books at home. Like, I don't know how to explain it. So when I moved to Philly from Antigua when I was 12, um, we went to the library and I was like, oh my gosh, this place is amazing. <laughs> All these books. <laughs> but um, I don't remember why we went there, but I remember going there and I remember always being in the science section. Um, and that was what the library meant to me. Like it was a place to go to get books to like teach you things. And that, that was my idea of the library. We didn't go often, but we went uh, whenever my mom could take us. And I would go to the science section always and just get books that taught me stuff about science. Um, but for whatever reason, it never occurred to me that I could get like storybooks, like fiction. Like, I don't know. I don't think I understood or even knew like like the genres were a thing. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I just didn't know. Nobody ever told me. And so I didn't know. And my parents, they don't, they just don't read. <laughs> like, because they didn't grow up in that type of environment where they were encouraged to read either. So they couldn't encourage us because they didn't know. Um, and so I didn't know. And, uh, but I would still write a lot, um, mostly about how I felt and things like that. <laughs> but like, I just never knew that I could read things. And then um, I, we read, we were assigned <laughs> books in middle school to read. I remember we were assigned um, To Kill a Mockingbird, which, by the way, I never read because we also watched the movie. And so I watched the movie and I don't even, I don't remember anything about the movie. And I don't really remember the book, but I know I didn't read it. <laughs> Um, as also I, I learned that I could get away without reading things, but, um, and, uh, we also were supposed to read this book called the Watsons go to Birmingham or something like that. And we read it in class, like if I recall correctly. And I don't think like we were allowed to take books home. Like I might be misremembering, but I feel like, like we had books that we kept in class we weren't allowed to take them home. We read these books in class. And I think sometimes we even had to share books. Um, and I remember reading parts of the book, but I didn't, 
I don't, I didn't actually read the book. Like, ask me what we read. I couldn't tell you. Ask me what the book was about. Couldn't tell you. I remember somebody licked the pole. Their tongue froze or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so I'm not really sure at what point I started reading. Because then somewhere between middle school and high school. Oh, let me tell you. I think I do remember why. <laughs> so then I went. To, so then I went to high school. And so the high school I went to over the summer before we started ninth grade, we were assigned a book to read, which I thought was ridiculous. Like, it is summertime. Why are we being assigned a book to read over the summer? Like, it's summertime. I'm supposed to be enjoying my summer. But we were assigned this book. It was called uh, Walkabout, I think. And it's about this boy i don't know in australia and this journey he went on i guess like a journey to become a man something along those lines i don't know but i felt like what and i had forced myself to read this book that i didn't want to read and i didn't understand the purpose of it i was just trying to get through it just to get through it just to get it done um but yeah and i didn't really care for it but i read it and that was that i think that's where like reading became more of a thing because I was forced to do it in high school. We had to read a lot of books because of the high school that I went to. And um, anyway, so this one day we started reading Shakespeare and we uh, we had to read for my class. We read Julius Caesar. And when I tell you that I fell in love I fell in love, okay? I was, like, taken to, like, another world. Like, I was just so fascinated. It was, like, the the language was just so beautiful. Like, like there was, on one side of the page, it was, like, um, you know, like, the way they spoke in those Shakespeare times. <laughs> and then on the other side of the page, across, you know, like, so the right side had, like, the regular... Shakespearean way of speaking and then on the left side were like words that were translated and so I remember taking a pencil and crossing out the Shakespearean word that I didn't understand and write it right above it like the, the today's English version um, and meaning and then I reread the page and I was like oh snaps this is juicy like <laughs> this information is so good like I was so caught up in the story and that's I think that was the moment like I understood how reading could like I don't know like transport you to another world and Julius Caesar did that for me and after that I started trying to pay attention in school <laughs> but that's a whole nother story um, but that's when I fell in love with like the idea of reading and just being transported. Um, I still didn't read then. However, I understood why people read like in my mind, it made sense, but I, I didn't cause I had my own stuff going on and I read this other book Well, I didn't read it, but I partially read it. And I, I, like, I have a list of books <laughs> that I feel like I should have paid attention to and should have read in high school that I plan on rereading or start reading as an adult. Like this one book, it was called Native Son. 
And I've purchased this book like three times now and still have not finished this book. I even have it on Audible, but I think I want the physical copy. Like I want to turn the pages. Um, and I know we read that in class and like I half paid attention. I didn't pay attention a lot in class. I just kind of skated by, uh, lived in my own world. But somewhere towards the end of the book, something was said and it piqued my interest and I don't remember what that thing is. And I refuse to turn to the back of the book to learn it because I don't read backs of books. I don't do spoilers. I don't want to know what the book is about. Like, don't do it. I'm not that person. But something happened while we were in class and we got towards the end of the book. And whatever that line was or lines or whatever the paragraph was, it, it sparked something in me. And I held on to that for all these years since high school. And I always told myself I was going to read that book. I need to go get me a copy. Anyway. So, tangent <laughs> over. Let's bring it back. Sorry, y'all. I love reading. <laughs> it's the thing now. I think reading is so important now. I get it. Like I think, like I, I think it helps you to see the world differently. And it's also how I feel about poetry. But I think reading allows you to like see things from other people's perspectives. Um, it transport you to another world. Like you might not be able to physically visit some of these places. Some of these places don't even actually exist, and you're able to do that with reading. You know, like, and I, I, just, I don't know. I just think it's just so amazing. I think it, it does something to your mind to be able to just see things differently. Um, and now I absolutely love reading. Like my kids have and books and, and books like my five-year-old has books now granted she's never read all of these books I've read a lot of these books to her but she loves the idea of reading you know she reads almost every night or I read to her I've been slacking though I've been slacking with my son I read to him every single night did not skip a beat with my daughter I'm like uh we'll read in the morning and we do read in the morning but not, anyway, not the point. Point is, reading is very important. And if you do not read, we cannot be in a relationship. <laughs> That's just not a thing. Now, I've been in relationships with people who do not read. Um, and uh, I was young and dumb. What can I say? Um, now, that's not a thing. If you don't read, that's cool. We just can't be together is all. Like, I want to be able to sit down and read a book together. You know, I want us to... <laughs> I'm so lame. Not lame. This is not but I'm I'm such a hopeless romantic but like I want to be able to sit down with my partner and read a book together you know like I want to be cuddled up reading a book reading the same book I want us to be able to sit on the porch or something and read our books our separate books like I want to know what you're reading I want to tell you about what I'm reading I think reading is very important so those are two things guys is the point here there are two things that I just absolutely refuse to compromise on now that I'm a real adult. <laughs> One of those is I don't want to be with anybody who smokes and I can't be with anyone who does not read. Um, and that's what I would go back and tell my younger self. Do not get with anybody who smokes <laughs> and do not get with anyone who doesn't read. Because at the end of the day, like the relationship isn't just about what's happening now. It's also about the type of person you're bringing into your future. And I don't see a future and I don't want to see a future with somebody who is smoking and polluting their body like that. Um, and I don't see a future with somebody who doesn't understand 
the power of books or reading or words like i just feel like we cannot live in the same world um and those are very big things for me and might not seem like big things to a lot of people but i think it's important to know what your boundaries are i think it's important to not compromise on certain things um so write it down figure out what it is that works for you or don't work for you figure out what it is that you absolutely cannot um live with or cannot live without and don't deviate from it don't like (laughs) well don't be like well i know i said i didn't want somebody who who doesn't read but he's so cute (laughs) she's so cute uh, you know, like, it's okay. She doesn't, No, it's not okay. I promise you, it's not okay. I promise you that it is not okay. If, if, bef- if when you were completely single and you had no love interest and it bothered you that, you know, to be with somebody who is a certain way, do not change that just because you meet somebody and they don't possess that thing that you want. Okay, I'm going to make that make sense now. If before when you were single and not talking to somebody, you told yourself that it is important for you to find somebody who kisses your forehead and now you get with somebody and they don't ever kiss you on the forehead and you go, well, it's okay that he or she doesn't kiss me on the forehead because they do all these other things. But how important was it to you before this person came into your life? And if it was important then, I promise you, it's not something that you want to compromise on because it will cause problems in the future. And then you're going to be sitting here trying to like force that person to be the type of person who kisses you on the forehead when they're not. You know, you don't want to get into the habit of trying to change somebody to fit into this idea of who you think, you know, they should be in a relationship. Find a person who is that person and be with that person. So... Again, don't compromise. And um, that's the advice I would give to my younger self. So I hope y'all take what I say, you know, and apply it to your lives. Write down what it is that your boundaries are. Write down what it is that you refuse to compromise on and stick to it because it's going to help you in the future. You don't don't compromise who you are just for the sake of trying to be in a relationship. Anyway, thank you all for listening, and I will see you all again next week. Um, You've been listening to Lie and Call It Love, and I am Dwayna Ennis, and I look forward to you all tuning in and hearing me out again. Bye-bye.